Welcome to In Focus, a podcast from Cronkite News. I'm your host, Taya Francesca Price. Today on the show, we focus on an issue that inevitably affects everyone, healthcare, and what changes by lawmakers in Washington could mean for young people living in Arizona. In particular, what happens if Congress and the White House decide to repeal the Affordable Care Act and, or, defund Planned Parenthood? And then a lot of community clinics will turn me away due to the fact that I'm on Medicaid or they just have a huge influx of patients. But Planned Parenthood is what is unique to me is the fact that they do not turn anybody away, whether it's a walk-in appointment or you go in there to make an appointment or you call to make an appointment. No one is going to turn you away. You will get looked at and there's nothing that will come between you and those doors. We think that those tax dollars should be redirected to other federally qualified health centers that don't provide abortion. We don't agree with abortion as an overall procedure. We think it is an action of violence that ends one life and harms another. We'll ask who Planned Parenthood serves, what alternatives those patients would have, and why change may not be as simple as some suggest. While we can do a lot of the stuff that Planned Parenthood does, Uh, it, it would not be like turning on a light switch and we could do it tomorrow. This week, Republicans in Washington have been debating a healthcare reform bill. An element of the proposal would have effectively defunded Planned Parenthood, at least temporarily. Although House Republicans withdrew their bill after failing to find enough votes for it, the process gave us a look at what health reform might look like under this Republican administration. Later in the show, we'll talk more about this with Cronkite News reporter Kendra Penningroth in our Washington, D.C. bureau. But to begin, we want to take a look at what the ramifications of defunding Planned Parenthood could be for people in Arizona. For some quick background, Planned Parenthood provides a wide range of services, including general health care, STI testing, contraception, cancer screening, and what it is widely known for, abortion. And abortion actually isn't funded by the government or covered by government health plans at all. What's at stake is whether government health programs like Medicaid would continue to cover the other types of care patients get at Planned Parenthood. Cronkite News producer Frisia de Naples has our feature story. To understand the potential impact of defunding Planned Parenthood, I met with a student at ASU who has depended on Planned Parenthood for her own health care. Amanda Vincent is currently the president of Vox, Voices for Planned Parenthood, a club at ASU that advocates for Planned Parenthood, and is also a member of the undergraduate student government at ASU. Amanda is 20 years old and she has been depending on Planned Parenthood for two years. For her, these big issues are very personal. When I was just graduating high school and moved out to go to college on my own, my parents had never bothered with me to have any sort of talk about my body parts or how to access birth control or whether I should have sex or not. There was no actual like intervention or guidance or sense of direction implemented with me. So naturally I knew Planned Parenthood was a facility that had existed and I figured I had nothing to lose as someone who was on Medicaid myself and they actually were able to give me my IUD in 2015 and two years later I'm still on long-term reliable and safe birth control. As Amanda mentioned, she is on Medicaid. That's one of the federally funded healthcare programs offered by the government to low-income people and people with disabilities. Right now, it covers services besides abortion at Planned Parenthood, but if lawmakers in Washington decide to defund Planned Parenthood, this might not be the case for much longer. Aside from your run-of-the-mill checkups through Planned Parenthood, Amanda recently had an experience most would hope to never have. 
I had known for a little bit, not very long, but I want to say like for the past three months that my left breast was like a little bit harder and a little bit more swollen and tender than the right breast. Um, For a while, I kind of did put it off because I was so um, just encompassed in academics and work and making sure that everything in my life was just functioning properly. But I realized like no matter how hard I try to just pretend that academics or work or just other outside extracurriculars came first that I needed to take the next step and see if it's something that I should be worried about or if it's something completely normal. They did find a lump in my left breast and I was ultimately relieved and glad I just went in and got it over with. My fears were confirmed nonetheless. It was not something I could lose sleep over at this point. Planned Parenthood clinics in Arizona don't perform mammograms, so they sent Amanda to another clinic in the Valley. Unfortunately, she's having a hard time getting Medicaid to cover the cost because she's under 21 and does not have a primary health care provider. She's still trying to get the situation worked out. I spoke with Margaret Galanka, the social media chair for ASU Students for Life, a pro-life group on ASU's campus, to get her take on the issue. I caught up with her on ASU's Tempe campus between her classes pretty shortly after I first met with Amanda. Basically, our position is that although we believe that every woman should have access to um, affordable sexual health, um, medication, and other things like that, um, we don't agree with abortion as an overall procedure. We think it is an action of violence that ends one life and harms another. So we don't think that the government should be supporting them financially, but instead we think that those tax dollars should be redirected to other federally qualified health centers that don't provide abortion. Margaret knows that Planned Parenthood also provides health care for many women, and she feels strongly about helping these women find other resources. We would hope that these women that go to Planned Parenthood for non-abortion services would be able to find these same services at the federally qualified health centers or other centers in the area that don't provide abortions. So we don't want their care to go away. We'd still like to help them, but we don't think Planned Parenthood as a whole is ideal for that. We think it's really important that if Planned Parenthood is defunded, that we need healthy and holistic alternatives to be there in their place so that every woman is able to get the health care that she needs. If Medicaid stopped covering care at Planned Parenthood, the logical next step would be to find other health care clinics. Could other clinics step in to cover people like Amanda? I talked with Taylor Tucker, a communications specialist for Arizona Planned Parenthood. She's located in the Phoenix Planned Parenthood headquarters, which is one of 10 locations in Arizona. The majority of these centers are placed in low-income areas, such as the Maryvale Center in Phoenix and the Chandler Clinic location, or they're placed near universities, such as the Tempe, Flagstaff, and Tucson locations. According to Taylor, other healthcare clinics in Arizona communities that Planned Parenthood already serves wouldn't be able to handle all of the new patients they'd be left with. Title 10, um, which is a federal program um, that provides you know, birth control and preventative care um, for reproductive age women throughout the state, 50% of the volume comes through Planned Parenthood um, health centers. So without that, there is no way that these other qualified health centers that have Title X can intake that volume and be able to take care of people in a timely and quality manner. Taylor says that Arizona Planned Parenthoods see about 33,000 patients per year and 20 to 30% of them are covered through a federal program. So what we're going to end up seeing is that some of the most vulnerable people, the people that rely on us, the fact that we have four health centers in medically underserved areas or health provider shortage areas, means that those people won't be able to access their Planned Parenthood. I met up with John Swaggart, the CEO of Mountain Park Health Center, to ask about what clinics like his own could do if Planned Parenthood were to be defunded. 
Mountain Park is another federally qualified health center in the Valley that has clinics in underserved areas. If Planned Parenthood uh, were to be defunded, uh, we could provide some of those services to their patients, but that's they they ha they have a large patient population, and we we would take it would take some serious planning and and hiring staff and ramping up to be able to meet the needs that that would create in the community. So, you know, while we while we can do a lot of the stuff that Planned Parenthood does. Uh, it, it would not be like turning on a light switch and we could do it tomorrow. When, when we open a new clinic, we go through a planning process that's a, it's a year, two, sometimes three years long. And, and a lot of what we do is get the community used to, used to us, make sure, because we're a nonprofit and we're really owned by the community, we want to be part of the community and, and embedded and seen as a trusted source. So it's not just a matter of hiring the staff and making sure there's an exam room that, that's available. Planned Parenthood obviously has been in business for many, many years and has developed the trust with particularly young people and their sexual health needs. I asked John what clinics like Mountain Park Health Center could do to prepare for such a situation. One of our biggest challenges is how do you plan an environment where there's so much uncertainty? You know, we're in the middle of a big construction project for a big clinic. Uh, we're we're trying to think about what kind of healthcare needs people will have going forward. It's just incredibly difficult to plan when, when there's really no certainty at all. Whether you're John, Taylor, Amanda, or Margaret, the decisions being made in Washington determine what happens next. I'm Freesia de Naples. And this week, we learned we'd have to wait even longer as House Republicans withdrew their health reform bill after it failed to receive enough supporting votes. It's unclear exactly what will happen next, but we learned in this bill how Planned Parenthood might fare under a Republican plan. For more on that, I'm joined by Cronkite News reporter Kendra Penningroth from our Washington, D.C. Bureau. Hi, Kendra. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. So first thing first, what do we actually know regarding funding for Planned Parenthood under the most recent Republican health care proposal? We know that under the most recent Republican health care proposal, there's actually no explicit language um, that addresses Planned Parenthood. But there are four provisions that um, the Congressional Budget Office have determined really only impact Planned Parenthood. Um, one of them is that if you're a nonprofit organization, if you're an essential community provider that is primarily engaged in family planning and reproductive health services, um, if you're an entity that provides abortions, um, except in instances of incest or rape, um, and if you're an entity that has expenditures under the Medicaid pro program that exceeded $350 million in the fiscal year 2014, that for at least uh, one year, legislation would prevent federal funds from being made available to that particular entity. And under those guidelines, Planned Parenthood is really the only person that that would apply to. Earlier, we heard a little bit about what defunding Planned Parenthood could mean for access to health care. Do you think it's too soon to say what the potential impact for Arizona could be if these changes were made uh, in terms of access to abortion, for example? Um, I mean, it's hard to say uh, what the actual impact would be, but for now we know that in 2015, more than 33,000 uh, patients were seen by the 10 Planned Parenthood facilities in Arizona. Um, those women or, or men um, received or like had 52,000 appointments and of those 52,000 appointments 45,000 of them were just preventative care like pap smears and STI tests and things like that um, and, and almost 10% 9.8% of those were also abortions 
Um, so people in Arizona are using mm -hmm. pretty much every aspect of Planned Parenthood and all of the things that they offer, and that could be a problem for a lot of people. Has President Trump said anything specifically in regards to funding for Planned Parenthood? I know that he had intentions of defunding Planned Parenthood. A lot of Republicans um, have, for a long time, talked about defunding Planned Parenthood. Um, he, he's spoken of it before, but like you said, the language is not in this American Health Care Act, uh, and there's nothing that says that Planned Parenthood is going to be um, the only person who's losing this Medicaid funding, um, but it is implied. Like, um, it's pretty clear. And he did say several times before that that was his intention, so. Okay. So we're just going to have to wait and see, but we'll continue to follow your reporting from Washington. Thank you so much, Kendra, for joining me. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. If you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions, please reach out to us online. We want to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at Cronkite News or Facebook at Cronkite News Online or submit the feedback form on our website, cronkitenews.azpbs.org podcast. There, you'll also be able to find links to other In Focus episodes and more about the music you heard in this episode. In Focus is a production of Cronkite News at Arizona PBS from Arizona State University's The Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication. I'm your host, Taya Francesca Price. Thanks for listening.